are you guys feeling tonight? Yeah? It's like 1.04 in the morning. You feeling good? We got lots of bodies moving around. All right. Um, okay, so tonight I want to bring a fresh word. Um, and if you guys want a further explanation, you can get it from the Glory School from Patricia King. Okay, so uh, it's the third teaching in that Glory School. Um, I'm not going to be teaching for a super long time. I'm just going to give you guys a word, and then we're going to go into some prayer. For me, this teaching was super uh, powerful. It moved me in a way. It just it shifted my paradigm. Um, it gave me a, a better understanding of who I am. Uh, right now, I want you to just talk to your neighbor and about this question. So what does it mean to be a new creation? What, what does that mean? How are you a new creation? Just kind of discuss that with your neighbor for a few minutes. Okay, hopefully most of you have had a few minutes to think about it and talk about it. Basically, we're going to continue. Um, okay, so a new creation. Okay, I'm sure a lot of you have uh, awesome scripture references and ideas about what it is to be a new creation. Um, I want to give you kind of the layout of what you are made up of, okay? You have a physical body, right? Okay, touch your body, you got a body, okay? And then you have your soul, okay? Soul consists of your mind, your, you know, your will, your personality, things like that. And then you have your spirit, okay? When you are born again, your spirit man is completely born again, Okay, your spirit man is born into a new creation. Um, the example that Patricia King gave was if you pour cream into coffee, then that coffee that has milk in it or cream in it now, it can't be separated. So when you accept Christ, your spirit man becomes completely new and born again. And we still have our flesh, our carnal nature that kind of that comes up, but... We need to learn how to live from our spirit man. There's a way to live where you submit your will and you submit your body and your flesh to your spirit. Um, I'm not going to go in super depth about this because I don't have the grounding to really. But um, I do want to share this with you just because it was really re just revolutionary for me. Because we fight so much against our flesh. And we really struggle in walking in our flesh. And we are always down about our sin and this and that. And, you know, so many of us live from our emotions. Because we are emotional beings. Okay? Can I get an amen about that? Okay? We've got a lot of women in here. I think it should be a louder amen. <laughs> okay? So, and I know some of you men are pretty emo too. So, um, you know... And there is nothing wrong with that, okay? 
It is totally cool to be a feeler and emotional. Okay, God is a God of great emotion. Okay, he has crazy wrath and crazy love, and he has crazy emotion, and we have crazy emotion. But when our emotion is not in line with truth, then we're not, we can't walk the line. We cannot walk the way that Christ wants us to walk. And so we have to have this paradigm shift to understand that our spirit man carries the truth of God. It is a new creation. Our spirit man has the mind of Christ. Our spirit man has been completely renewed. Okay, But our flesh still has these fleshly ways. And we have to learn how to bring it under submission to the spirit, our spirit man. And it's not something that's easy to do. And we have to renew our mind. We've been talking a lot about renewing our mind. And it's something that your spirit has to catch. Your spirit has to catch what the Lord is saying, what the Word of God is saying. And when your spirit catches it, then it releases that truth to your mind. It releases it to who you are, to your soul. Um, okay, just stick with me. It's kind of late at night here. My thoughts are not that clear right now. Um, <laughs> Okay, so let me just give you the three points. Okay, so the spirit is what gives you life. Okay, before you knew Christ, your spirit man was dead. You would be eternally separated from God. Okay, that's what it means to be dead, is that you have that eternal separation from God. But when you come to Christ, your spirit man becomes alive. Okay, it becomes um, in Christ. A new creation. And then you have your soul, and that is what relates to people and to God. It's how it's your personality, it's your will, your choices, um, the way that you just are, your, your personality. And the body is in the physical realm. So you have these three realms, okay? And the example that Patricia King gave was because they all function independently but then they can all function together. And the example she gave was you're doing dishes. Okay, it's a pretty mindless task. So your body is physically doing dishes, okay? But then your spirit, you can be praying in tongues. And it's your spirit, it's not your mind, okay? We know that when we pray in tongues it's our spirit that's praying through us. Okay? And then your mind can be thinking about something totally different. Okay, you could be thinking about what she said was going to Starbucks when you're done doing dishes. Okay, so you're, you've got these three aspects of you, and they're all functioning at the same, independently, but at the same time. Does that make sense? Okay. For me to, to have it laid out like that was really profound. And I don't know if I'm doing the best job relaying it. My thoughts are kind of jumbled right now. But it's something you've got to catch you got to catch this because we've got to learn how to be people that are led by the Spirit. When we start to be led by the Spirit, when we submit our, our will and our soul and our body to our spirit man that's like this with Christ, then we're going to start walking more deeply with Christ. Jesus was someone who lived by the Spirit. Okay, He had flesh. He had a body. Okay, he had a soul, a personality, and he had his spirit. Okay, the, and he was always connected to the Father. That's how he did anything. That's how he went into the glory. He walked in the glory. Everywhere he went, he walked in the glory. Okay, we can also do that. It says in the Word of God that we can do greater things than he did. Okay, but we have to learn how to position ourselves from the Spirit where we walk from the Spirit. And when we do that, then we line ourselves up with the Holy Spirit and with the will of God, and it will take us into deeper places of glory. This is a teaching that needs to be unwrapped more. Um, I have not dove deeper into it. Actually, I want to finish the Glory School teachings. Um, But I really encourage you guys to go deeper into this because I'm just giving you, like, I'm skimming over it, <laughs> like just the surface of the basic of what it is. 
Um, let's see. So our spirit man has the character of Christ. It has the mind of Christ. So I'm sure that some of you have experienced when you are ministering to someone or you're talking to someone, something that you don't even know, it just kind of pops out of you. And you're like, how did I know that? It's because your spirit man is connected to God. And your spirit man reveals that to you. And the Holy Spirit reveals it to you, to your spirit man. And so then you can just have words of knowledge or... Uh, things like that. And so, <coughs> sorry. Is this making sense? Because I, I, I feel like, <laughs> oh. okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I wanted to share with you. It's, it's pretty, it seems simple, but then it's so profound. It's very deep, and it's something that you're going to have to really search out more in the scripture, that you're going to have to search out more just in your prayer time and in your walk with God. Um, you know, like, if we just are people that start to live by the Spirit, then that light is going to start to shine on us. That glory is going to resonate, you know, resonate from us. Because we're going to be people that live by the Spirit. In the end times, I think, in the times now, the church is, going to, is starting to rise up. We're going to be lovesick for Jesus. And we're going to be people that live from the Spirit. We're not going to be people that are constantly in our carnal flesh, constantly walking from our emotions, okay? You know, so many things, so many times we walk from how we feel, okay? Tonight, I'm not feeling that secure, so I've been speaking over myself all night. Like, no, I am bold as a lion, okay? I am secure in Christ. And the thing that Patricia King was saying is that, you know, there are times when God's going to withdraw that presence from you, and he did that with her for a season. He withdrew that presence from her, and he said, I'm teaching you how to live from your spirit and not your flesh. Okay, because she didn't feel the presence of God on her body. She didn't feel him in her emotions, but the glory was on her because that's what the word of God said. The Word of God said that the glory was on her. The Word of God said that she was a new creation, that she was all of these things. And that's what she spoke over herself. And the Lord was teaching her through that, that she can live from her spirit and from the truth and not from her flesh, not from her emotions, not from these things that she's feeling or believing. And I think for me especially, and I'm sure for a lot of you, we tend to live from our emotions. We tend to live from how we feel day to day. And it's that's not the freedom. That's not the freedom. When we live in our circumstances and in our emotions, that's not the truth all the time. The truth is not that you're lonely and that you're depressed. The truth is you have the joy of the Lord on you. The truth is you have the banner of love over you. The truth is that you are rooted in Christ and that he has angels concerning you, around you, okay? You got to start speaking these truths to you when you get in a pit, when you get in a rut, okay? You got to speak those truths over yourself because that's the truth. Not how you're feeling, not what the... the the devil throws at you, not what your flesh says, not what the world says, but what the Word of God says. And she was saying, you know, you can be a person of fact. Okay, you can live from a fact. The fact is, my circumstance sucks. The fact is, I feel like this. Or you can live from the truth. What does the truth say? Do you want to be a fact person or do you want to be a truth person? Because there's an eternal truth in the Word of God. And the Word of God is in you and you have the Holy Spirit. Okay, so you need to be saying the word of God over yourself and renewing your mind and edifying your spirit. And she gave two keys. She said, if you want to build up your spirit man, okay, there are two keys to building up your spirit man. And the Lord told her the first one was to pray violently in tongues every day. Okay, when you pray in tongues, you are edifying yourself. You're edifying your spirit man. You're strengthening your spirit man. Okay. 
And the second one was to decree who you are in Christ every day. Okay, your identity. Okay, I am a new creation. Okay, I am loved. I'm highly favored. Okay, those things that John Michael always talks about. Okay, you know what? He's got a good point. Okay? It, it is true. It is true. And we need to decree those things over ourselves. Okay? I am bold as a lion. Okay? I am a new creation. I am these things. Speak the word of God over yourself. There is power in that. There is power in the words of God. There is power in the words that you speak over yourself. Okay? You can speak life or death over yourself. We hear this a lot. It's very cliche. But don't let it be cliche because it is a truth. It is a truth that the words that come out of your mouth are going to speak life over you or they're going to speak death over you. Okay, If I, I'm always saying that I'm insecure, I'm insecure, I'm insecure, well, guess what? I'm going to be insecure. But if I'm speaking that I'm bold as a lion, then I'm going to be bold as a lion. Okay, You have the ability to speak over yourself these things. Okay, We need to be a people who live from the Word of God. We need to be a people who live from the Spirit of God and that we live from our spirit man. That we learn how to submit our choices, we submit our will, we submit everything about us, our actions, under the Spirit of God, and let our spirit man lead us. And the thing is, I love worship, and I, I was thinking about it and meditating on the other day, and I think the reason I love worship is because it's an opportunity where I can align my mind, my spirit, and my body with Christ. Okay? I don't know about you guys, but for me, worship, it takes me to different levels. It takes me to places where I can posture myself and position myself, all three parts of me. And they can all line up. And that glory can start to come down. And we can walk in that during the day. We just have to learn how. We have to discipline ourselves and let the grace of God help us and acknowledge that it's not easy. But you know what? When you deny that flesh like we're doing in this fast, then it's easier because you are no longer indulging in these things that actually take away your hunger for God. They take away your hunger for His presence and you don't realize that what you're really hungering for is His presence. You can indulge yourself in Christ. That's what this whole fast is about, is, an, is indulging in Him. At any cost, I want more of you, God. At any cost, right? That's the theme of this thing. I want more of you, God. I want more of you. Okay, that is the theme. We want to ask and we want to seek, but ultimately, God, we just want you. That's what we want. And when we put away those carnal things, then our spirit leads us and we go up into the glory. We go into places we never imagined. And in the the glory teachings, Patricia talks a lot more about some of her personal experiences. I personally have not experienced some of the things that she has. Um, But we have a brother, Kevin Yu, who did experience uh, just going into the throne room with God. And his body was physically still there and his soul and everything. But his spirit man, man, his spirit man was somewhere else. And that's how it happens. It's because we have these three parts of us. And we just, you know, we want to go deeper. We want to go into that glory. We want to experience more. And that's one of our, our things that we're praying for. And I just really felt like, you know, if we want to see more glory, this is something we need to understand. We need to understand how God's created us and how our spirit man functions and how our soul needs to be submitted to our spirit man, which is like this with Christ. And, yeah, that's my word. And so <laughs> that's really all I have. Um, I just want to go ahead and lead us into some prayer time. I don't... Um, You can catch the music.
Okay. Um, I have two songs. I don't want you to fall asleep. But I have two songs that I want you to listen to. Okay? We're going to get into battle mode. I wore my shirt. The army. Okay? Because we are an army. But I want you guys to listen to these first two songs. And then we're going to... We're going to go into some prayer and, and intercession. Um, but I really want you guys to just get in tune with God and how he feels about you and let the warrior start to rise up in you as you know who you are in Christ. Just meditate on the words of these two songs and try not to fall asleep. I know it's late. Just tell your spirit man to wake up. a waterfall to walk under and to be washed and it's grace grace is raining down grace is all around move into me 
Stop the running and the striving and the chasing and the worrying and the fretting. But the heavy yoke sometimes feels like a more comfortable, familiar garment, God. Than just releasing it all to you, God, we ask for your help. That we would be people, Lord God, who stand under the waterfall of grace and let the heavy yoke be washed away, God. That we would be those, Lord God, who go up on the heights, God, with you. That we would be those, Lord, that you make our feet like that of the deer. And Lord, we dance upon the heights. In love with you, in love with you, I'm in love with you. I have fallen in love with you, Jesus. Your way has put it hook in me and I can't get away. I belong to you, so reel me in, reel me in. He's reeling some of you in tonight. He's got you on the hook, there's no getting off. You said I decided to follow, there's no turning back. Let him reel you in, reel you in, give up the fight. Let him reel you in and to life, you can do it Thank you for your presence here tonight. Thank you for the privilege of worshiping you. Would you bring us to where you want to lead us tonight, Lord? What draw us after you? Teach us to follow you. Do what you do, Lord. In this room, Lord. So many hearts in love with you. So many hearts are longing for you. Do what you do, Lord, in the truth. Be who you are, Lord, in the truth. So many souls wanting to know. So many hearts longing to behold you. Do what you do.
posture where you just know who you are in Christ. Okay, your spirit is connected to him. You know who you are in him. And we're going to petition from that place. We're going to petition from that place where we're in the throne room, where the river flows from the throne and it brings life. And you have a river in you. Okay, so the first thing that I really wanted to pray for was Uh, North Korea, and John Michael has already hit on it, but I want to pray for North Korea again. This week, I have been, um, there's just this, I have been so angry, just this rage has come up in me against the apathy, against the, just the spirit of apathy that's over people, and that is not right. This apathy that is there is not Right, It is not from God. He does not want us to be lukewarm. He does not want us to turn our back to our our flesh, uh, our brothers and sisters up in North Korea. And I just want us to repent on behalf of South Korea. But mostly what I want you guys to pray for is... Excuse me. This week I was teaching my kids, and we always do um, Bible study in the morning. And I was just telling them a little bit. I mean, they're four years old, but I was. we always pray with each other, and then we pray for nations. I, I show them pictures. I show them pictures of Guatemala, what happened in Guatemala, and we prayed for Guatemala. And I was telling them about North Korea and how, you know, I can't go in depth with four-year-olds and, you know, whatever, but I was just telling them the North and the South don't like each other. They're in war, and we want to pray for peace. And we, the north, or the children in the north don't have food. We want to pray that the children have food. Things that they can relate to. And the Lord was quickening my spirit and showing me that this is what needs to be happening. We need to be teaching our children compassion. We need to be teaching our children about the problems around the world and that they are not just here on earth for themselves. Okay? We've become a very self-centered people. And that's not what God calls us to. And so as I was just explaining these things to the kids, you know, their eyes, they're like, why, why, why are they fighting? You know, and, and there's only so much that I can tell them or explain to them. And I, I just tell them to ask their parents if they want to know more. But, you know, this is something that these younger generations are not being taught. We cannot completely blame these younger generations for being apathetic. It's not completely their fault. You know, yeah, they'll they'll come an age where they need to take on that ownership of that spirit of apathy. But when that's what's being given to them, how can we blame them? Okay, I want to pray right now for these generations that are up and coming in South Korea. And just that they would be taught, whether it's from someone like you who's a foreigner teaching them about 
this problem and how we need to pray for the for North Korea, or if God would do something radical and change the Korean Koreans, the parents here, and that they would open just their heart would no longer be stone or apathetic, but that they would start to raise their children with compassion and teach their kids how to love beyond themselves, that it's not just about competition, it's not just about self, but there are other people out there that are starving, flesh and blood, brothers and sisters. This apathy is not something that we should tolerate. And so we need to come against this with a full force. So let's pray into this. Let's go pray. If you're a teacher in here, I want you to stand and I want people around you to pray for you. To pray that you would have influence over your students and the kids that are around you and the people that you have in your school. That you would be an influence of justice. That you would be an influence of light. And that you would be able to pour into these people compassion. Show them. Start planting seeds of compassion. So if someone's standing, okay, get in a circle, get in a circle and we're going to pray for you for influence, okay? And some of you might not be able to share your faith openly, but you can still plant seeds of compassion. Okay, so teachers, get in a circle. teacher and you have great influence so we're going to pray over you right now so everyone just start praying pray for your neighbor pray for everyone
Lord, that we know that you are not a God of apathy. You are not a God of apathy, and you do not tolerate injustice. You are a God who has great mercy and compassion. You feel the pain of our brothers and sisters in North Korea. And God, you feel the pain of even these children that are being raised up in an education system. God, that is just so harsh. So harsh, Lord. God, I pray that these brothers and sisters here that are teachers and have great influence, Lord. God, I pray that they would reach out to their students. That their influence would increase, Lord. Even if they can't share their faith, God, I pray that they would plant seeds of compassion and hope. God, that they would teach these children not to be apathetic. God, that they would teach these children not to be so independent and competitive. God, that they can't even look beyond themselves. But God, that they would be able to look beyond themselves and see the needs around them. God, that there are people crying in pain and hunger around the world and just above them, God. Lord, I pray that you would open up their eyes, that you would take away the scales, Father, from these children, Lord, and from the parents, God. Lord, I pray that even these teachers would have influence on the parents. God, that they would start to move. God, they would start to move the hearts of the parents. That the parents would start to see. They would see the passion and the compassion and passion in these teachers. And that they would wonder, why? What is that all about? And that they would start to move. God, that you would raise up movers and shakers in this nation. That there would no longer be lethargic and apathetic. But God, that they would get up and move for justice. God, that they would get up and move a mighty wave of justice. God, that we would see North and South Korea unite and that it would be peaceful, God. Lord, that there would be great peace among these brothers and sisters to the north of us and to the south here. God, we thank you, Lord, and I just pray that you would just pour out influence on these teachers. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, let's pray against apathy in our own spirit. Okay, if you, if you have not taken on that calling, God has put you in South Korea for a reason. Let me tell you something. Okay, I get very angry. I'm an educator. And when people come here into this country and teach without a degree and they don't give a flip about their kids, I get very angry. Okay? I get very angry. Okay, you have children in your hands. These are people, these are souls. Okay, you do not come into another nation and try to raise up these kids with an apathetic spirit. If this feels like a rebuke, it's because I feel like it is. Okay, I'm not one to rebuke, but this is something I'm very passionate about. If you have an apathetic spirit towards... Your job as a teacher, you need to repent. You need to get right with the Lord and realize that God has called you here to raise up a generation that's going to have compassion, to raise up a generation that's not going to be insecure and lethargic and apathetic, but a generation that is going to care, a generation that's going to know who they are in Christ, that they're, even though their father and mother are not around, they're going to know that they're loved. Okay, there are so many kids in this nation that don't have a father. How dare you step into their classroom and not care? How dare you? That is something that I'm very passionate about. Don't mess with that. Okay, if you need to repent, you repent. If you're okay and right in the spirit, then you're okay. But get right with the Lord right now. And let's pray that this apathetic spirit is not on us but that we are soldiers here and we are mothers and fathers. We are called to raise up these children. Okay? Even if it's temporary, if you're only here for a year or two years, six months, whatever it is, you do all your work unto the Lord. You be blameless in what you do. It's between you and God. But don't let me get in between there. Okay, pray. Yeah.
God, I just pray for a spirit of excellence, Lord, to be upon us. God, that we would be a people who, no matter what we're doing, God, even if we hate our job, Lord, that we would change our mindset, God, and we would realize that you put us there, God. Lord, wherever our realm of influence and authority is, God, whatever little kingdom you have us in, God, Lord, I pray that we would take it seriously. God, that we would stay right before you and that we would do things unto the Lord. God, that we would have a blameless, a blameless spirit before you. God, I just pray, God, that you would take away any apathy, Lord, from any of us, God. That you would take it away from this country, Lord. God, if if the spirit of apathy that's been on this country has settled onto us or if we brought it in with us, God, I pray that it would be gone. Lord, that you would just bring a spirit of zeal, a spirit of joy, a spirit of passion, a spirit of justice. God, that you would bring these things upon us. God, that we would not be lukewarm. But God, that we would be a light no matter where we are, even if it's to a child, even if it's to our neighbor, whoever it's to, Lord. May we have excellence. Lord, may we walk with you and carry light. Amen.